Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. We're already having so many people ask when our next upcoming seven-day functional medicine liver detox is. So So we want you to save the date um, and plan ahead. It's going to start on Sunday, January 10th and run through January 16th. So right in the new year, we can get started on our quarterly liver detox. And there will have more information to come, but right now you can head on over to our website, www.theartoflivingwell.us slash programs for more information. You can sign up and get your kit today. And we look forward to having you join us. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We wanted to wish you a happy and healthy new year. Happy 2021. We're also glad that we're headed into a new year. We all deserve it. And um, today we want to talk about the trends in 2021. This is always such a fun episode to do. We loved doing it last year, and it's really fun looking into all these new trends. So um, Stephanie, do you want to kick it off for us? Sure. Well, I think a big one that we've noticed really in this pandemic is mental health. And um, we're going to start to see in this upcoming year more apps and online platforms. I think this topic has really been brought to a forefront, given everything that we've gone through during this pandemic over the last several months. And while mental health has always been very important, um, people are really recognizing it and we're having those conversations um, so that people get their their mental health needs met. And there's going to be a focus too on some of the marginalized or underserved communities. Um, Again, just having those mental health conversations, having more online platforms and communication so that people, um, people know who they can go to when they have, when they have these needs. And even just virtual therapy, right? There's going to be a ton of, a ton more options for virtual therapy reaching your therapist easier. I think Stephanie, you mentioned earlier today when we were chatting, like texting your therapist, getting more of that immediate response. Yeah. And also in these mental health apps, we are having a guest on our show um, in early 2021 about, you know, some students that have graduated that have created this um, really cool mental health app. And I think we're going to see more and more of those kinds of things launching in 2021. Yeah. And I think it's really just people being comfortable too having these conversations. Cause I think for years and years, Marnie, when we were younger, no one talked about mental health. It was very taboo and pandemic maybe three or four months ago. And, you know, again, it's focusing on eating whole nutrient rich foods, you know, staying away from the sugar and the processed foods because um, it's all those good the, the rainbow of 
vegetables and fruits that we eat every day. That's really what's going to boost our immunity. And then there's some very specific supplements. I know we talked about on that episode being vitamin C and zinc, um, vitamin, vitamin D. D, especially for those of us that are living in cold weather climates, it's really important um, that most people probably do need a vitamin D supplement this time of year since mm-hmm. we're not getting it from the sun. And I think everyone is just focused on that be- with this virus and wanting to do as much as we can to control what we can control, right? There's a lot of things out there we can't control, but we can all control a bit our own immune systems. And the sleep is huge for your immune system too. Like, I think people forget about how important that sleep is to like rebuild everything going on in your body while you're sleeping and your body needs that rest. Um, And that's something that everyone can do easily, right? And and if you can't, because I know a lot of people do have issues sleeping, um, there are some very natural ways, just taking some magnesium or some natural calm to kind of help your body do some breathing exercises and techniques. We've had a lot of people on talking about breath work and, you know, quick five minute meditations that can help get your body ready for a great night's sleep. So another trend is self-care. And I know that we have talked about self-care so much over the course of the last year, and that's because it's so incredibly important and people just um, tend to let that go. That's like one of the first things that people let go. And I think that really continuing to fill up your own cup and personalizing your own self-care, whatever that means to you is huge. It's going to be continually, I mean, ongoing forever, right, Stephanie? Yes. Um, And I think one of the things that we've talked about, and even we had a bonus episode recently with Princess Haley, was simplifying self-care, you know, reframing how we we think about self-care. And I think a long time ago, especially for Marnie, you and I, we've talked about this. Self-care was taking a bubble bath or getting a massage and something you did on occasion and you almost felt indulgent. And self-care is necessary, right? We have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of the other people in our lives, um, family and friends being one and being able to um, be in in a good state. So there'll be a lot more to come on self-care, but tune into that bonus episode with Princess Haley if you want some more just tips and strategies and ways that you can incorporate that and recognize that it looks different for everyone and it's going to change over time as well. And, you know, in addition to that, you know, teen self-care is a trend in 2021, really, you know, teaching your teen how they can take care of themselves and starting from a young age. It's so, um, it's such a great gift that you can give your child to kind of, you know, um, model that for them, for yourself, and then also teach them or guide them on how they can learn to take care of themselves in a healthy way. So as they grow up, um, they have those kind of skills and tools. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said, Marnie, about modeling that for our, for our kids, especially because sleep and stress is a really big thing that our teens are dealing with now in addition to adults, you know, not getting enough sleep and being stressed about schoolwork and things like that. So um, helping them through that. And we're excited to talk about this app in a few months, because I think that may be another really good tool for our teens as well. Absolutely. So one of my favorite trends that I saw was the value of nature and the value of being outside in the wilderness. I think Stephanie and I both 
know that value. <laughs> we yes. talk about it a lot. Um, you know, for me, like just getting outside is huge. Like it just, my stress melts away. And then you add, you know, some sort of physical activity, whether it's walking or hiking or biking or paddle boarding, anything outside. And I'm happy pretty much just. Yes. And that's been one of the silver linings of this pandemic. We've all been outside more because that was a safe space for us to see friends and family and gather outside. Um, and like Marnie said, moving is huge. And one of my goals again for this year is to get outside every day, even when it's really cold. Um, and even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, a quick walk, bundle up. Cause Marnie said like the stress just melts away. And I feel that too, especially if, if there's a little bit of sunshine, even if it's cold, that has an added benefit for me of just seeing the sun. And I agree with Stephanie. Like I have been getting outside every day. That's also a goal of mine. And I used to not get outside in the winter as much like daily. And, you know, I bought the right gear this year and just bundling up and getting outside. I don't even mind it. Like I'll either walk with a friend or I'll put on a good podcast. And it's just like you get out there and it feels wonderful. Yes. And I love that pe because people are spending more time at home, they have more time to be outside and you get to see neighbors and friends and people that you wouldn't otherwise see in the winter, especially where we live in Minnesota. I mean, Marnie, right from like mid-November usually to almost April, you usually don't see neighbors. Right. And, and this everybody's year out, right? Yes. And yes. It's, I feel like it's almost building community um, with your neighbors, but in a safe way, right? Like you're, you know, waving yes. hello or, you know, a quick, hi, how are you? Six feet apart, <laughs> you know, nothing like right. no big gatherings or anything, but yes. I do like that community feel that I've noticed. Absolutely. Um, and then the other area we want to talk about is this home wellness. And it kind of is a good segue from being outside in nature. So a lot of people really focused on their home because they're spending more time there. And so the outdoor space being really important. And I know, Marnie, both you and I have done some things over the last few months to make that outdoor space a little bit more inviting. And, um, you know, maybe it's a new table or, you know, a, a heat lamp so that you can stay outside longer in the winter. But that's been a really fun thing because we haven't, you know, had people inside our house. We've been able to entertain outside. And it's been really nice just being outside in nature. Maybe you have some flowers or some plants near you. Um, I think it just creates this lovely um, environment. And the other thing, like we talked about embracing the cold. I know you and I are both planning to, you know, to spend more time outside, even in the winter. I know we have a, we have an ice rink that we've typically flood in our backyard and the kids are so excited this year. And I think it's going to get so much more use because we're just, we're not as busy, so they'll be able to use it and be outside. Um, yeah, I mean, I same with us. Like, we don't have a rink in our backyard, but we have used <laughs> our backyard this summer and fall and now winter more than we have ever in all the years we've lived here. And we like, we, you know, purchased some inexpensive outdoor heaters and we installed some like almost like string lights from Costco all over our backyard. So we have, a, it's like very well lit. We happen to have a screen porch and we, the, the kids now, like if they want to see a friend, they'll go on the screen porch, they'll plug in the heaters, they'll bring blankets and they, it's like a safe place for them to 
interact or socialize. Yes. So, totally. you know, my husband keeps saying, oh, should I put the deck furniture away? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you can't. It's the only place we can be outside. Right. So we're just, we're embracing the cold. Um, Same here. And I love yeah. too, the other um, thing we talked about when it comes to home wellness, because there's so many different aspects, the home fitness, which, you know, a lot of people started doing very early on in COVID when all the gyms and such shut down and creating that space for you to get a good workout in and still have some accountability, even though you're in your house. And there's all these great virtual classes and we can share some of our favorites in the show notes of which different platforms that we like that are, some of them are free or some of them are, have a very minimal monthly subscription. So that's been really fun for me. I know I never thought I was an at-home workout person and I've turned into one by force, but now I really like it. I like the flexibility that it affords. Totally. And just creating that space. It doesn't need, it doesn't have to be a gym, but just finding a corner in your house, whatever it is where you can have that little space to do your workout, whether it's virtual or, you know, something that you already know how to do, or maybe you have a machine or some sweatbands or a few free weights, whatever it is, creating that um, space in your home that you want to go to and move your body. Um, so that's, that's been a fun trend for us over here too, because we've really transformed our basement in a way that I'm actually kind of excited about going down there and working out. Of course, I would always prefer to be outside, but if I, if I can't be, or I need, you know, strength training or something that I is harder for me to do outside, I really have enjoyed going into my basement, which is where our space is. And, and trying out some of these virtual classes with instructors that maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do otherwise. So that's kind of fun. Um, yes. and, and the other one we talked about was like at home beauty, mm-hmm. which is yep. fun because a lot of people, you know, we're not going to, maybe you're not going to the spa or wherever you, you know, kind of practiced your beauty routine if you had one, but lots of like virtual workshops. And again, these things are very inexpensive. A lot of them are free. People are even doing like, you know, Zoom spa, like teens and such. And even adults are doing kind of like Zoom spa workshops or sessions with their friends even, you know, do a little face mask or something and put it on and, and gather with people. But even just like tutorials on how to do things yourself that yep. are intimidating. Or just do a mask at home just because you want to cleanse your skin, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, super simple. You can even make your own masks. There's tons of, you know, information online and YouTube videos about creating your own beauty care products. Um, and another home wellness tip that's kind of our trend, I should say, on the rise are these air purification systems, you know, where you buy like these filtration systems that you plug in, like there are a lot of them are HEPA filters and they just purify the air. Um, we actually purchased one for our kitchen and I just saw that Mark Hyman was promoting another one that I haven't had a chance to look into yet, but I know that this trend is only going to increase because people are learning more about air and filtered air and, um, there's been a lot of more articles out there about, especially when your house is all closed up in the winter, how the air kind of becomes more stale and how you can clean out the air and recycle the air. So 
I'll be watching that and reading more about that as it unfolds. Yes, for sure. And then the other um, trend that we were reading about that we're both really excited about are these stress trackers and kind of extending this concept of biohacking, which we talked about last year with our 2020 wellness trends, but really just personalizing your healthcare needs and more devices and trackers. So maybe we're not as focused on the steps that we get during the day, but we're focused on different metrics that will help gauge our stress and reminding us to breathe and that sort of thing. Um, And that really kind of ties in too with some of the mental health trends that we talked about already. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to see and learn more about that as more of these types of products come out. Um, Another trend that I was really excited to read about and see is just an increase in sustainability products and also upcycling of food waste. And, um, you know, it's great that companies are focusing more on sustainable packaging and that they're caring about how their products are made and packaged. And the upcycling of food waste is like when you have an orange peel or you know a rind or something, how, how can you use that product in another way instead of just throwing it away? And there are companies that are creating products from that waste. And I think that's super cool and it's really good for the environment. Yes. And you know, something that I've started doing as I've been learning more about this and really focusing on reducing the waste is take getting like a Ziploc bag. And when you're chopping up the broccoli, normally you just, what do we do? We throw away or hopefully we compost the stalk, but you can kind of peel the outside layer and then save that inner part, put it in the freezer and you can make a stock with it. So if you're making a vegetable broth or you're making a soup or um, chicken broth, you would throw that right in there. And so there's lots of different ways to take some of that food waste and recycle it even within your own house. And just even being mindful about food waste is a great start, right? Like it starts in the store when you're purchasing. Like if you go with your list and you try to only purchase the items on the list from the meal plan that you're planning to make that week, like you're going to reduce your food waste, right? So just being mindful about that is a great first step. Um, Another trend that we're seeing is the rise in telehealth, which I think has been slowly rising, you know, over the years, but now I think it's kind of a fast increase because so many doctors and therapists and, you know, different kinds of providers have had to make that switch pretty quickly with COVID to telehealth visits. Yes. And I've loved that too. I mean, I've had several telehealth visits Um, And just not having to go into the doctor's office or into the hospital um, when it's not necessary, especially if you already have an established relationship, but you don't need to get blood work taken or anything like that. Um, That's been really nice. And again, it goes to like the therapists and your doctors, health coaches, you know, Marnie and I both individually do a lot of health coaching and we're just doing it all via Zoom right now, you know, and remotely and it's working. It works really well. Yeah, I think that clients actually really like that, um, doing those visits from their own home. And Mm -hmm. Stephanie and I have also been running some group programs and those have been going great. And I think that um, the people that have been in our group programs really like the community aspect of it and how everyone's kind of learning from one 
from one another and it's in this like safe space in your own home and yeah, I just, I think that that's not going away anytime soon. No, no, there's been huge benefits. And I even know some people that will, you know, take a walk while they're doing a session with their coach, mm-hmm. um, because then they're getting their steps. And if they don't need access to a computer, why not? You know, um, which that's been really nice. And then I think one of the last trends that we noticed were these adaptogenic mushrooms. Um, yeah, and, and so- I was just going to say a lot of people may not even know what those are. And they're, um, they're, they're like magical fungi with health benefits, such as improved brain function, improved energy, balancing your hormones, improving your immune system. Obviously they're not meant to be like the cure all (laughs) for everything, (laughs) but they supposedly have like a lot of great benefits. I haven't tried them. Stephanie, I know you have a lot of experience with them. If you want to talk about it a little. Yeah. You know, I found a, a, a brand several years ago. It's Four Sigmatic actually. And they make all these little elixirs and coffee and I really enjoyed like there's a reishi mushroom, which is calming. So sometimes I'll do that at night and I'll put my little packet with some almond milk and some cinnamon. And it's just a nice little beverage that's really calming. And they'll infuse like ashwagandha in with the mushrooms, which helps with reduced stress. Um, And then there's other ones, um, mushrooms that are more known for like alertness and energy that you would take in the morning. But they have these little packets and they're great for on the go or if you're traveling, which I know we're not doing as much right now. But also I find that like the coffee, it's like an instant coffee and it's not as, I don't get as jittery. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I do like to have a cup of coffee once or twice a week and I don't find myself as jittery with it as well. So it's been a lot of fun. They have lots of great products and they even have some chocolate, some dark chocolate that came out recently, which is really delicious. Um, and you don't taste the mushrooms or anything like that. It's not like it tastes um, like you're eating a, a typical mushroom. So and do they have caffeine and caffeine free versions? Yeah, a lot of these are non-caffeinated. The coffee has caffeine in it, but otherwise these other little they call them elixirs, they're not oh, they're they're not caffeinated. And actually, I um there's hot chocolate too, a little packet of hot chocolate. Um so I, I like all those, especially in the winter, sometimes like in the afternoon, I'm cold and I want a little bit of a, you know, slightly sweet, the, the only sweetener they usually use is like coconut sugar, a little bit of coconut sugar. So definitely something I want to try. So I think that's what we have um, for our 2021 health trends. I'm sure there are others, but this is always just fun thinking about and really how the current year in this pandemic has, um, has formed some of these trends and accelerated some of them. And I think that, you know, self-care is really the theme of everything, right? And really no (laughs) one size fits all approach to your health and your wellness and your self-care and really personalizing that to you and what you need um, is just the overall trend, right? Absolutely. So if I had to pick or Marnie, if you had to pick one or two of these that you were most excited about trying to implement or learn more, which would they be? I mean, I think I really want to learn more about the stress trackers and about upcycling food waste and also trying the adaptogenic mushrooms. I, yeah, I think those three things I'm interested in digging deeper. What about you? Yeah. The stress tracker for sure. Um, that's like number one for me. Um, 
and then the upcycled upcycled food waste because food waste is something we talk about in my house with my children quite a bit, um, quite a bit. So I'm really interested to see if there are any cool products that come out from, you know, taking some food scraps that typically would have been thrown away and turned into maybe a yummy little snack. Who knows? <laughs> Um, so with that, we just want to wish everyone a very happy and healthy new year. And we look forward to continuing to serve you and bring you all sorts of amazing content in 2021. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast leave us a review and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.